Florida, where the iconic Cuban sandwich and legendary key lime pie meet seafood festivals, craft breweries, and sustainable farm-to-fork restaurants. With a wide variety of local specialties inspired by an endless list of global influences, the Sunshine State's innovative culinary scene is now featured in the Michelin Guide. Enjoy freshly caught snapper at a mom and pop seafood shack, sip wine at a local vineyard, or book a food tour and let your taste buds explore everything Florida has to offer. There's something for every palate. To whet your appetite and start planning your trip, go to visitflorida.com. Christina Theophilos is the chef at Soma in Tampa Bay. A second-generation Greek-American born and raised in Tampa, Florida, her food celebrates the notion that food is love, and she is driven by the concept of philoxenia, the art of making a stranger a friend. She makes food with local ingredients in a Greek island ambience, accompanied by an eclectic Greek cocktail menu Welcome to the Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers, and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industries. Season 4 is sponsored by Visit Florida. Growing up, I was always in the kitchen, and at a young age, you know, limited with the amount of helping I could do cooking. Um, but always present. Uh, my mom could never get me out of her way. I was always, you know, her personal taste tester. She would give me little, little tasks to make me feel like I was helping. Um, I truly have just always been just enamored by food and by, you know, watching, specifically watching my mom cook in the kitchen. It's just something that I love to do, you know? It's just something that you kind of can always remember being in the kitchen is that about right yeah and just wanting to be there and you know I have three other siblings and none of them had that draw and that affinity to the kitchen like I had um so yeah I mean for me I look back and I think you know I was always the only kid at any of our family gatherings or you know with all my cousins and stuff that my favorite food were kalamata olives and spanakopita you know most kids look at spinach and they don't want to eat it and they look at olives and they think they're, you know, bitter or whatever. But for me, you know, I feel like I've always just, always just been open to trying anything. That's interesting, actually, because I think you said your your restaurant now, so Somi is your restaurant in the Tampa Bay area. But this is very much a, a family project, right? You've gone from a family, and yourself in particular, who never really had a, a professional aspiration to go into uh, cooking. Now sure. you're a professional chef. How did that kind of happen for you and your family? Um, I feel like I've always had um, a passion for hospitality. Sure. Um, you know, my, yeah, I am one of the very few Greeks, especially in Tampa with such a big Greek community and such a large community that is in the restaurant industry. Um, I'm one of the very few that my family has never been in the restaurant industry. And hmm. for me, yeah, it was, it was a curveball for sure. Um <laughs> You know, my dad is like, Greeks fought their whole lives to get out of the restaurant industry. What are you doing? Why do you want to do this? And for me, you know, in the beginning, the I've always loved to cook. I've always appreciated good food. Um, but truly, the, the hospitality aspect of it, of making people feel 
welcome and warm with an environment you create and the food you feed them. Um, that's, that's always, that's always been a passion of mine. For me, the, the idea kind of sparked when I was, you know, you always hit a point, you graduate school and you're, you're, what's your next move? You're thinking about everything. And, um, you know, my siblings were the ones that kind of threw it out there. We're like, why don't you open a restaurant? You know, there's no good (laughs) Greek food here. Um, you love hospitality. You love to cook. You love to share your passion with people. And it was just kind of one of those things that I couldn't get out of my head. And here I am four years later. Wow. I think kind of the word hospitality there is is maybe a huge part of, of what SOMI, what your food project in general has become. You know, SOMI, I think like the direct translation from Greek to, to English is bread, but it kind of represents a lot, lot more than that. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, um, you know, we are a full-blown bakery. Um, so the name SOMI was, you know, perfect for me, but the deeper meaning behind it um, it refers to the best bite, the choice piece, the last crumb uh, that everyone at the table fights over. For me, that 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 is, you know, food is love. That is it, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And this kind of brings us on to the, the concept of phylloxenia as well. Sorry, folks, any any Greek guys listening out there, I'm probably absolutely butchering the, the pronunciation, so I do apologize. But phylloxenia is obviously something that drives you and your food and your restaurant, Christina. Perhaps that's you could true. tell us a little bit about the concept of that as well. Yeah, I feel like, you know, whenever anyone thinks of, you know, the Greek culture, uh, you always think warm, welcoming, sure. um, you know, feeling a part of something that you're not. And for me, philoxenia translates into uh, the art of making a stranger a friend. So, you know, whether you can pronounce the word or not, <laughs> it doesn't not matter. That's, I mean, that to me, that that is philoxenia. It doesn't matter. You're coming in, you know, when you walk into my restaurant doors, you're coming into my home. And immediately you feel, well, the goal is to feel this sense of welcoming and not fear that you can't pronounce anything. Like I said, it doesn't <laughs> matter. No one can pronounce it. You know, that's it's a learning curve. And who cares? Just point to it on the menu. Um, but you walk into these, these, this place and you feel at home. You're in part of a place, you, you know, you don't want to leave. Um, and to me, that is the Greek culture. And when people say this is a, a, a Greek restaurant, what they mean is, it's Greek food, right? But Absolutely. you've just taken the entire kind of concept of eating in Greece, family sitting together, so me, and that's that's kind of the backbone of your of your restaurant. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, it's celebrating the culture. It's not just a Greek restaurant. It is about everything that, for me, being Greek represents, and I feel like it is such a culture that people are curious about. They're interested in. You know, everyone. You see my big fat Greek wedding. I always yeah, say stereotypes exist for a reason. Those stereotypes are real. My brother lives next door to my parents. I'm not joking. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't mind stereotypes because, because it's, it's, you know, you have the good ones, you have the bad ones. And for me, it's, it's truly what our culture is like. It is, you know, it, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of food. Mm. And yeah, I mean, that's, to me, that's what show me is about is showing people what the Greek culture, what it's like to you know, be immersed in it. Fantastic. And I mean, let's kind of take that and run with it. So now we've got this concept of being almost in like a little enclave of Greece, right? You're, you're walking through the doors of Somi and all of a sudden you're not just in a Greek restaurant, you're in maybe a small part of Greece. Um, and of course the food is 100% part of that. Um, but nowadays I guess it, Somi is kind of an appreciation of Greek plus American and we can get into that a little bit as well. But let's yeah. kind of start with the food because that's, that's what we're here for, right? We're always Absolutely. here for the food. 
maybe yeah. you could share some ideas of kind of dishes we might expect to eat if we visited your restaurant. Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, yes, the Psalmi is about celebrating all the Greek food that uh, I grew up on. Um, and, you know, of course, my American heritage, um, mm, sure. as well, the marriage of the two. Um, you know, if you come here, there are definitely some items that are truly family recipes that I did not feel needed altering, needed tweaking. Um, my favorite menu item is our kefteres, which are our Greek meatballs. Um, and that is my mom's recipe. That is That was her aunt's recipe. Um, and for me, it is everything I, I want to eat at any point <laughs> in the day. I mean, it brings me... It brings me to such a happy place, you know. Um, so you have things like keftedes, you have things like domadas, you have the very traditional Greek items. And then you have things like, you know, I have a spanakopita, but I change it. I wrap it in pastry dough instead of phyllo dough. Um, I take Greek things and I try to elevate them. I try to tweak them. Um, I make them my own, you know. I think for me, the the biggest thing about, you know, American food, I feel like, is American food is very much, America is a melting pot for all of these course, different cultures course. that come here. So American food is really about taking the food that you're making from wherever it's from, whatever the cultural background is, and you're using American ingredients, you're using American styles, and, and you're, you're making it, you know, your own. You're making it a piece of what people here would be able to relate to. So for me, the food is definitely, you know, all the history and and the, the traditional things I grew up on, but with my American twist. And, you know, I love blending cultures. So it might be pulling from Italian. It might be pulling from Spanish food. Because um, I truly feel like my biggest um, connections with Greece are Italy and Spain. I think that Greece, Italy, and Spain, that is Mediterranean to me. So I like to flirt with those countries um, and those cultures as well. So yeah, you, you get you get a little bit of everything. And I think that now, you know, I've been open four years in November. And when I first opened, I had I really, really focused on being extremely Greek and so that people understood what it was I was doing. And now I feel like I've built a brand and people trust what I do and I get to have a little bit more fun and I get to I get to like push the boundaries a little bit more, you know, and it doesn't have to be super, super Greek, but people appreciate the items that necessarily aren't Greek, but they have the Greek influence. I always say here, my, my thing with everybody, whether we're creating cocktails, menu items, I'm, you know, I take an item that I want to put on the menu and I say, well, how can we Greekify it? How can we incorporate <laughs> a little bit of grease in here to make it, you know, something that's on brand? That's incredibly kind of American in its own way, right? American is still quite, you know, very, very innovative. Melting pot is absolutely the right word. I mean, Italian and American food is as that kind of fusion concept is world famous already in its own right, pizza, pasta, coffee, that feels like a very American way of doing it. And and you say that you like to kind of flirt with, with these new flavors or these new kind of cuisine influences. Perhaps you could give me an example of a dish that's, you know, maybe quite a new concept to the restaurant that feels like it touches on, on that Greek and maybe that Italian or Spanish as well as American influence. Yeah, so we do. So this is one of my favorite items on the menu. Um, we call it the BYOB. So it's a build your own boat. And it mm -hmm. is very much like a um, it's like a, it's honestly, it's a pizza. It's a pizza without bread sauce. So it's obviously we're a bakery. So all of our breads, pastries are made in house. Um, so it's an incredible pizza dough. It's filled with mozzarella, fresh mozzarella. Um, we put some feta in there. 
Um, there's another kind of Greek cheese in there. So really it is like, a, you know, an open-faced pizza. And then you get to add whatever you want onto it. You can add some pork yudel meat to it. You can add our lamb yudel meat to it. You can add any anything that we make. You can add eggs to it. Any of our Greek items, the keftet people add the keftetas onto it. So it's wow. really something that, like, for me, okay, sure, it's a pizza. And yeah, you don't go to Greece and find a ton of pizza. You will. Actually, last last year I went to Greece, I was surprised by how much pizza I saw. Yeah, sure. But something like, you know, cheesy bread that you can add whatever you want on top, for me, that's that's fun. That's playful. That's not necessarily, you know, someone's not going to look at that and be like, oh, this is Greek. But adding all the Greek flavors on top of a delicious pizza, I mean, that's fun wow. to me. Wow, I'm... I'm uh... <laughs> I'm getting a little bit distracted now by just this, this concept is um, so here you go folks let's just run that back again so we've got we've got beautiful uh fresh bread made in-house in somi in the restaurant with two different types of cheese three different types three of different cheese, types of cheese yeah. three different types of cheese already i mean amazing <laughs> right yeah what and then and then you can put traditional greek meatballs from a recipe that's what 20 years old or something like that 60 60 years old recipe yeah. Greek meatballs on the top of that that's two incredible <laughs> things combined into one and you kind of what you serve it and you'd slice it up like a pizza and you'd have a yeah. slice yeah so it's it's like in a long we call it a boat because it's like a uh, it's got like two pointy ends and then the, the sure. center gets fat you know what I mean um so yeah and then we you slice it up and you eat it and it's just that's like a cheesy canoe of joy and- yeah, and then very French style. I put um, some Dijon herbs on top, uh, oh, wow. arugula. French as well now. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I like, uh, you know, breakfast spot. I love to flirt with, you know, French style eggs. Um, I love Dijon greens on everything that has to do with eggs. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's about just, you know, taking what I love about all cultures and finding something that works oh, for us. Wow. Ticking all the boxes there. there. You've got the French, the Italian, the Greek, very, very American in its own right, I guess. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about the kind of the drinks as well, because, of course, Greece has got some some world-famous drinks as well, and, and you do a lot with kind of cocktail innovation, let's call it. Yeah. Perhaps you could walk us through a couple of your favorite cocktails as well. Yeah, so I think aside from the cocktails, um, I strictly have a Greek wine list, which I'm sure, very proud sure. of and very excited about. Um, I think it's purely to celebrate how far Greek wines have come in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people usually think, oh, Greek wine, it's like rubbing alcohol. And with good reason. <laughs> I mean, 10 years, like literally five years ago, absolutely. You know, a rosé was they give you half red, half white wine, and they tell you there's rosé. Yeah. Um, so I understand the misconception yeah. regarding it. Um, but the the wine movement and just the attention to producing all natural, organic, unfiltered, um, truly sustainable wine has just become such a thing in Greece. And I love to celebrate that. And I love to get people to focus in on that because it's definitely something where as the wines are getting a lot better, they're a great deal. You know, they're, you know, they're not going to be as expensive as an Italian or a French wine because Greece isn't known for wines, but they stand up to them and they're right there with them. So for me, I'm very, very proud of our Greek wine list. Give me a, a couple of uh, what would you recommend to somebody who doesn't really know Greek wine? And I think yeah. that's probably quite a lot of people don't Absolutely. know Absolutely, yeah, because you you're, you're not going to find a Pinot Grigio grape. Um, you're not going to find a Chardonnay grape. You know, you're not going to find a Sauvignon Blanc grape. Um, so it's always about finding the grapes that you find in Greece. And, you know, 
making them relatable to people. So if they do want the Pinot Grigio, you can direct them into a grape called Malaguzia. You know, if they do want something a little drier, like a Sauvignon Blanc, you can get them um, a white wine made with an Assyrtico grape. Um, so it's all about educating and all about getting people to understand, you know, we might not have that, but every culture, we all do the same things. We just call it something different. I mean, honestly, we all eat the same. It just has a different name. It's just about making people feel comfortable. You know, again, mm. this idea of it's okay if you can't pronounce anything on the menu, like we got you, we're, we're here to help you. <laughs> we're going to, you know, welcome to our home. We will make you feel comfortable and we will get you whatever you want. So um, for our wines, that's really exciting. Our cocktails are really fun. Uh, we are a breakfast and lunch spot, and we do have a full liquor license. So cocktails are very, um, very popular and permanent. You know, so for me, we make a homemade Bloody Mary mix. Um, I use a lot of Greek items like fresh pepperoncini juice. Um, you know, we use a lot of, uh, we use an olive brine in our Bloody Mary mix. Um, oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, so it's really taking, uh, you know, again, things like something classic like a Bloody Mary and figuring out, well, how can I incorporate the Greek flavors? Um, our spicy margarita is also made with pepperoncinis because you don't find things like habanero, jalapeno in Greece. Um, we don't have a lot of peppers. We have bell peppers and we have pepperoncinis. We do a dirty martini with a caper juice because you find so many capers in Greece. <laughs> We use liquors like uh, the Greek liqueurs like Mastiha and Uzo to create, you know, welcome, like uh, approachable drinks. Everyone thinks Uzo is, has such a bad rep and, you know, for good reason, Uzo is harsh, but they've come out with such nice Uzos. We do a play on a whiskey sour with Uzo. Um, so it's got the egg white and it's got the foamy top. We do uh, with the Mastiha, which is similar to an Uzo, but not as strong. Um, but still hits those licorice type notes. Mm -hmm. um, we do a Mastija lemonade, um, and it's purple because we put butterfly PT in it. So it's really beautiful. So it's all about taking the flavors and then, you know, creating things that are always approachable, breakfast and lunch, because you always got to think it's got to be approachable during the day. Um, and then the last step for me is just making it beautiful, making it something you want to take a picture of, something, you know, you're excited to drink or eat. So. Perfect. I mean, that, that's the that's the be all and end all there, right? You want to see it on the plate or see it in the glass and, and get excited to, to, to eat it or drink it. Incredible. For um, sure. Okay, everybody, we will be back shortly right after these messages. Florida, where the iconic Cuban sandwich and legendary key lime pie meet seafood festivals, craft breweries, and sustainable farm-to-fork restaurants. With a wide variety of local specialties, Inspired by an endless list of global influences, the Sunshine State's innovative culinary scene is now featured in the Michelin Guide. Enjoy freshly caught snapper at a mom and pop seafood shack, sip wine at a local vineyard, or book a food tour and let your taste buds explore everything Florida has to offer. There's something for every palate. To whet your appetite and start planning your trip, Go to visitflorida.com. And welcome back, everybody. Okay, Christina, let, let's expand out a little bit now from, from Somi as a restaurant and kind of how you sit within the Tampa Bay and, and the Florida um, food scene in general. Uh, last, last year, the Michelin Guide launched in Florida, making it just the fifth state in the U.S. to receive such an accolade. I mean, that must, that must be a wonderful feeling, right? How, what does it mean to you to see Tampa included in that guide? 
Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's, you know, for me, I've always, you know, born and raised here. Um, sure. I've always, the beauty of Tampa is always that I've called it, a, it's a small, big city. Um, it's as big <laughs> as you want it to be, but it's also a small city. A lot of that has changed now, I will say, um, just with COVID and just the amount of people moving to Florida. I feel like the small, big city, we are getting a little bit away from that. And it's now becoming a medium a big city. city, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, when I, I remember being in college, people would be like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Florida. They're like, oh, Miami. I'm like, no, Tampa. They're like, where's that? Now I feel like Tampa's on the map and people, you know, you say you're from Tampa. People are like, oh, OK, Tampa. For me, not only has the city grown um, and obviously a ton of people have moved here, the food scene has just it's just taken off in all the best all the best ways that's um, fantastic i mean yeah, yeah i think it's absolutely fair to say that the the tampa bay kind of food scene is is thriving it's having an absolute moment right now uh, and this is always this is always the you know the, the best type of person to ask for food is somebody who's a professional chef i mean it yeah. requires you to to recommend some of your competitors but hopefully you're okay with that perhaps you could absolutely. tell us some of your some of your favorite places to eat in the in the area yeah, well, I will say this too is like I never look at other restaurants as competition because Fantastic. no one's going to eat at the same restaurant every day. So yeah, for me, point. I love to celebrate amazing restaurants because it only makes makes all the other people have to be better. And you know, if everyone's quality goes up, we can charge more money. We all do better. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's something that is so not. It is where it has to be a team and it has to be connected in my eyes. Is that like um, a, that's like a phylloxenia thing yeah. outside of the restaurant, right? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, it's never a competition for me. Um, I love to support great restaurants. My favorite restaurant. So it's funny because I cook all day and then I go home and I cook at night because I just <laughs> I love to cook and I love, you know, I'm very, um, very conscious yeah. of ingredients and quality of ingredients that just um, I put in my body and that, you know that I like to eat. I will say that one of my favorite restaurants right now is Noble Rice, um, which uh, the chef, Eric and Adriana, they just won a Michelin star for their restaurant, Koya, which is their omakase concept. Um, and the Noble Rice is their more casual, not casual, it's upscale, but you know, not their, not the Michelin concept, mm -hmm, that one, sure. which is fun because I'm, I'm not very um, versed in Asian cooking. I've been I've been messing around with the last six months quite a bit, but so I love to support Noble Rice. Yeah, so that's that's probably one of my favorite restaurants right now in Tampa. Fantastic. What yeah. about kind of things to do in general? What, what when if you're maybe you've had a busy day at work and you want a nice relaxed weekend or you want to go and do something active and get out into nature? What would you recommend for fun things to do in Tampa Bay? Well, it's very hot right now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hot. Um, I love to play tennis. I play a lot of tennis. Um, I'm very active. I was always an athlete, so I like to do things that are very physical. Um, I play pickleball. My weekends are, are you know, Saturday and Sunday are my busiest days. So my yeah, weekends right. are my weekends are kind of opposite of everybody else. But yeah, just staying active. Um, you know, we have the our downtown has completely gone through a huge renovation the last two or three years, and. Um, it's just something always new to do, it seems like. I mean, I'm from here, and I feel like there are so many things I don't know about. So every weekend, I feel like I'm finding out new things, and, and that's fun. That's fun to be, you know, to also be figuring out what Tampa's, what's going on in Tampa, I guess. Definitely. 
Uh, uh, fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Christina. Folks, I, I guess we're going to have to kind of slowly but surely wind our way to, to a conclusion here. But it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Christina. Uh, thank you very much. If Caristo, I think I should say. Thank you so much. Folks, you have been listening to Christina Theophilus, the chef at Somi in Tampa Bay, whose food celebrates the notion that food is love and who is driven by the concept of philoxenia, the art of making a stranger a friend. Thanks again, Christina. Thank you. Folks, you've been listening to The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industries. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Imagine a destination with 825 miles of idyllic beaches, more than 1,300 walking trails, and over 700 freshwater springs. This is Florida, where you can meet the manatees at Three Sisters Springs, zipline over a canyon in Ocala, and paddleboard through the waterways in the nation's oldest city, St. Augustine. Our extensive accessibility options mean everyone can enjoy our attractions and activities. Florida is truly limitless. Look beyond the theme parks and get out into the Sunshine State's great outdoors. To plan your next adventure, go to visitflorida.com.